Hey, welcome to Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast by Kurt Schlichter here on Town Hall VIP. Surprisingly enough, and uh, gosh, anything in the news? Okay, we got to do our election postmortem, and I'm not going to, I am going to mention Donald Trump, of course, uh, but uh, my I have a 2,200-word column on what do we do with Donald Trump coming on uh, Monday the 15th, I think. So I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about Donald Trump. A lot of our people have. Uh, and I think uh, Donald Trump deserves some blame for what happened on Tuesday. And we got to talk about whether it's really a disaster at all. Uh, but the idea that Donald Trump single-handedly screwed up the election is both wrong-headed and uh, dangerous in the sense that it will not allow us to get to our uh, all of our problems. And Donald Trump may be a problem, but anyway. See, that's how he sucks the oxygen out of the room. I just spent like two hours on Twitter because I'm, like, bored. Uh, now I'm working. Um, I spent time on Twitter uh, getting yelled at by people because I'm insufficiently loyal to Donald Trump. Let me Let me be clear. I am not loyal to politicians. Politicians can be loyal to me because I am an American citizen and uh, they work for me, not vice versa. So I, I'm not loyal to them. They need to perform. And I know they performed in the past. That's great. Thank you. Uh, doesn't mean I'm not grateful, but it does mean that I am not going to give them a pass on failing in the future. So that's kind of where I come down right now as a uh, dude. Um, let's talk about the election. We were expecting a red tsunami. I was, I was beyond a wave. I thought we were going to do really well. I thought we were just going to smash them and crash them. And that did not happen. So as we do our postmortem, let me start with blaming myself and people like me. Uh, because I got it wrong. I thought we were going to do much better than we did. Now, did we totally fail? As this, uh, as we are now, uh, we are, uh, Blake Masters is looking, uh, unlikely. Uh, Adam Laxalt, it is still mixed. There is a solid chance he loses. Uh, and Adam's a personal friend that, that's, that's really, really makes me sad. Uh, we could actually lose a seat in the Senate, which is pretty astonishing considering people were talking 54, 55 seats. And I, I was hoping for it. I mean, my gosh, was I ever hoping for it? Well, that didn't work out so good, did it? Um, why did we lose so many seats? Why were, or why did we not win so many seats? Because we did, we, we may have lost one in the Senate. We did gain some in the house not a lot probably it's going to look like 10 12 15 maybe um hopefully not much less why did we not do as well as we could well i think our expectation first of all our expectations were pretty high and we thought, look, the fundamentals are on our side. And the fundamentals were out of party, out of power parties do poorly. 
uh, guys with low approval rating do poorly, or parties in power do poorly. Uh, guys with low approval ratings, their party tends to do poorly. Inflation is terrible. Uh, people are angry. Fundamentals are on our side. Polling, polling, we ought, we thought we were under poll. Turns out the polls may have overestimated our ability. Maybe they went too far in our direction. Um, we did we model the electorate right? Look, we won more Hispanic voters, particularly in Florida. By the way, Florida is the anomaly here. Florida, we just that. I'm going to take Florida out of it because I'm not sure that that's that was a, a an outlier. But there were some important things in common, and we'll talk about those things. Did did we think too many? Did we think young people weren't going to show? And then they did. I know we did very poorly around young people. And there's going to be autopsies on this. We're going to be looking into the data. But young people uh, voted in. Uh, significant numbers, supposedly, uh, against us, and uh, especially single women, young single women especially, uh, hated us, which is why, for young single women, we need to repeal the 19th Amendment. Uh, I don't think that's, uh, except for uh, people who prove themselves based. It's... You know, uh, uh, abortion motivated them. The fucking the student loan bullshit vote motivated them. Um, yeah. So our expectations were based on a misunderstanding of uh, uh, who was going to show. And uh, by the way, Republicans are, are going to have outnumbered Democrats. The problem is after uh, redistricting. You know, Republican seats are much stronger, so we, you know, the distribution was uneven. Okay? We got lots of votes in some places. A few votes in others, like California, where you get jack shit. Uh, although, actually, uh, what's his name, did worse this time than he did in the uh, recall election. Governor Hairstyle. So, yeah. Uh, good news, I mean, there was some good news. You know, Florida, obviously, New York which was close, but uh, Zelda may have brought a few House seats over that otherwise wouldn't have. That was amazing. Uh, you know, but Arizona's a heartbreaker. Uh, Carrie Lake may get through. I don't think Blake's going to. I, I wish I could tell you he was. Uh, I like him, but uh, so expectations, very high. Performance, Look, we did better. We just didn't do what we said we were going to do. And that's as bad as failing. And, uh, you know, obviously plenty of blame to go around. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's look at the reasons. Uh, we've already talked a little about the composition of the votes. How about getting the votes? Now I think, and I've, I've talked to some people and I kind of was thinking about it on my own and other people have been thinking about it too. Are we making a mistake? Figuring out or, or focusing ourselves on vote on on getting votes or getting ballots, because I got to tell you, I mean the 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 reality is that voting uh, that elections are not election day; they are a process over nearly two months, seven weeks in some places like Tennessee, uh, Pennsylvania, and the Democrats have mastered how to get votes. 
or get get ballots. And a ballot, you know, somebody fills it out and sends it in. It's done. With Republicans, you risk everything if you just vote on election day. Everybody's got to get out. Everybody's got to show up. And there's a certain number of people who can't. You know, oh, no, my dog swallowed a hamster. You know, I got to go to the vets. It's raining. It rained in, uh, rained in uh, Nevada. That, that may have kept some people out. Not most people, but some people. And this is a game of every single vote counts. Look at most of these uh, heartbreaker elections. They weren't close. Or, or, I mean, I'm sorry, they weren't that, they weren't landslides. They were close. And, uh, you know, 1% more could have changed the outcome. So the Republicans have to focus uh, definitely on mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting. We did that in California, and we improved. Our our numbers did better because we started harvesting votes. It's legal in California. It's legal in a lot of states. We need to do it, too. And the thing is, if you have seven weeks, you know, the level of detail that these uh, uh, political operations have on individuals is incredible. They have a voter file for, like, literally every voter. They know who everybody who should vote for them is. They should be able to track you from, hey, you know, here's a text. Hey, Kurt Schlichter, we see you got your ballot. If you, can you fill it out now and let us know that you've got it? Text us back when you've, when you've, when you've filled it out and turned it in. And then if they don't hear from you in two weeks, hey, you know, you got a few weeks left. We need to get those ballots banked. You want the ballots banked. If you get it done, they're in. It's like, you know, I always tell my associates, when's the best time to get something done in a law firm? Best time to get a uh, a paper uh, written or a, a brief filed or whatever. It's right now. Now is the best time because you control your now. You don't control your then, okay? You don't control your future. Who knows what's going to be happening on election day? If you get it in, it's done. It's a hundred. You have a hundred percent of all the ballots that get turned in, which is actually technically not true because some of them get spoiled. You can also make, help make sure that they do their ballots right and cure them because there are, uh, like in Nevada, there are thousands of. Uh, uh, ballots that need to be cured, they're signed wrong or whatever. And if you have seven weeks, you have time to get, you know, dipshit down to the registrar's office to sign his ballot or his ballot envelope. You don't sign the actual ballot. Time is a gift, guys, and we don't use it. Democrats use it. When you have time, you have flexibility. When you have ballots counted, in California, I got a text telling me, yeah, you know, look, I got a lot of problems with California, but I got my ballot. Well, I got a warning. Hey, you're going to get your ballot. Ballot's in the mail. Then I got my ballot. Then I got a text saying, "We, you know, you should have your ballot by now. If you don't, come call us." And then I filled out my ballot. I took it. I dropped it in a drop box. Uh, I'm not thrilled about again. Not thrilled about these policies. I wouldn't have them. But we can't wave a magic wand and change things. Democrats have mastered techniques of these things. Nothing will change until we master the techniques and are able to use them against them. So if you hate ballot harvesting and drop boxes, 
then help Republicans master them, they will go away, right? As soon as we start using them correctly, they will go away. So I got, I, I went and dropped a, ba- a, ba- a Dropbox. Three days later, I get a text. Hey, Kurt, and an email. Hey, Kurt, we got your ballot. It has been counted. Banked ballot. There's no reason that technology can't be uh, uh, adapted by the parties. We have to stop managing, trying to influence voters. And we can do that because voters are not susceptible to influence. The fact is, and the election of John Fetterman, you know, lumpy Shrek, proved it. People's preferences are set in stone. They are set in stone, folks. So we don't have to influence them. We identify the people who are likely to vote Republican, then we manage them until they vote over the course of six, seven, eight weeks, however, however long it takes in your states. California is about three, two, three weeks. Okay? We don't have to spend as much time. You know, this is really about turning out the base because everybody's base. All right? It's not just... It is another. Oh, here come the paramedics. I swear, God, I see more fucking ambulances and firemen and shit in Los in 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 the South Bay of Los Angeles than I've ever seen anywhere else. These guys, someone stubbed his toe. Lights and sirens, go! It's freaking annoying. Anyway, um, we've got to manage the ballots. All that matters is how many ballots get. And then we get we get a fairly good idea of who's voted for who. It won't be perfect, but we'll get a pretty good idea. And we get them banked. And that also avoids the giant ballot dumps. You know, later, oh, we got 15,000 ballots. You know, and they're all Democrat. So I think... Uh, I think that's one of the things we have to do. Okay? So that's a technical thing that that maybe we learn. Let's talk about freaking McConnell and Senate Leadership Fund, which was one. That's a super PAC. They pulled out on Blake Masters, put a lot of money in on Don Bulldog, and pulled out when they weren't getting a result. What happened is they put a lot of money in one week, looked to see if he was moving up. He wasn't pulled out. Um... Why they pull out of Blake Masters? Well, no one really knows because no one trusts McConnell. Whose fault is that? It's Mitch McConnell's. Um, but they, you know, would, would more money have helped? Maybe. I don't know how much money, how much the money helps. If it's not going to, if it's just going to ads. Because again, I'm not sure how many people are influenceable. Um, so you got McConnell. But and, and others who are spending money, and we had a decent amount of money. I don't think I don't think we were underfunded. You're never overfunded. You can always use more. But are you making the rubble bounce when you spend more money after you've you know alerted your people? I I I. I I don't know. I'm not a campaign consultant. Um, but it's, uh, 
it's actually a good question. Uh, McConnell, of course, does not, how can I say it, have the confidence of a lot of activist voters. Should he go away? Well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, the guy's like 80. He's been making missteps left and right. He's not popular. People hate him. And that, that leads me to another thing. The Republican brand is pretty freaking awful. People voted for Fetterman against Oz. He's perfectly innocuous. In fact, people had him in, his, in their homes for you know, a decade. Yet they, they voted for this, this mutant. I think in a lot of ways, our brand is poisonous to a lot of people. I don't know how exactly we fix that. Luckily, we've got two years, right? We have two years. That's a real gift. But we have to be willing to learn the lessons. I'll tell you who won't learn the lessons. The Democrats won't. They think they've got it nailed down. They think they've got ballot collection nailed down. They think they've got the policies nailed down. They think that uh, uh, the Republicans are cemented in the minds of a lot of people as uh, bad people. And they're not going to learn anything because they think they won. They think they won. So they're not going to look into themselves. We, on the other hand, maybe we needed a slap in the face. Maybe we need cold water poured all over us. Who else? Who else is to blame? Freaking rhinos. Uh, I, I think there were a, uh, uh, you know, I mean, rhinos are terrible and they don't inspire people. You know who inspired people? Governors. Governors who are perceived as competent. I put Yunkin in the, cause he was really the beginning of the cycle, but obviously DeSantis, Mike DeWine, who I think is soft, but he was, you know, in Ohio, comfortable, uh, or competent. Uh, Kemp, who I find a little annoying, he's in Georgia. Uh, I think his anti-Trump antics were kind of irritating, but he won by a lot. Perceived as competent. I think competence is going to be the watchword. Uh, I think one of the things about... One of the things about Republicans, oh, there's a fucking homeless guy just sleeping on the street here in Ted Lou's district, and these dipshits re, uh, re-elected him. You know, just fucking fantastic. Um, the, 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 the competence, the lack of drama, and just getting things done, that's kind of classic Republicanism in a good way. And I'm not talking old-school Republicans, because old-school Republicans weren't always like that. They weren't always competent. I'm talking the best, of, the best of a Republican is somebody who doesn't, who, who has the confidence of, you know, suburban men and women. And that's what we need to shoot for again. We need to get that confidence back. And you do that by competence. I think that's what people want. It, it is related to norm, normality, which is what they wanted. When they elected Joe Biden, they thought, oh, well, he's all, he won't cause, he won't do anything crazy. We'll just get, finally, we got a break from Trump. And of course, he did crazy shit. And he's not popular. People freaking hate him. But you know what? They hate some of us more. 
I'll be right back with part two. Anyway, what is the what is the thing that we do now? Now that we've done our autopsy. Well, obviously there's a lot of work to be done, but the thing that we need to not do is panic. The thing we need to not do is freak out. Everybody's you know, disappointed. I went to uh, I went to New Orleans the day after the election. Which is why I uh I think it's fortunate cuz I couldn't drink cuz I had to be up at 3 to go to the airport. And uh, I flew to New Orleans, talked to a bunch of Republicans with uh, the, the Hayride, which is a uh, publication down there, Reviver.com. And uh, Scott McKay, who's uh, got a revivalist agenda, books, and they're nice books. You should check them out. And uh, he, uh, and, and there are about 80 people there. And, uh, you know, they weren't thrilled, but they weren't ruined. They weren't wrecked. They weren't depressed. They were ready to go. Um, a little annoyed with Trump, which is interesting. Uh, but they were, you know, I think it's because we've been here before. Look, guys, America is a 50-50 country. If we moved one Senate seat down, or not at all, and if we moved one uh, or uh, five, ten House seats, that indicates a split country. It indicates a 50-50 country. Sometimes you got to hit bottom. Uh, Israel just went through its fifth election in like three years. Fifth election. Finally, Benjamin Netanyahu got a stable majority. But when you're a split country, you know, it takes a while until it goes into one, one way or the other. Uh, we're fighting against a trend where people identify by party and are so far not really subject to uh, uh, outside uh, factors, you know, who are not really subject to, you know, the essential shittiness of, say, the, uh, uh, what's that Dingleberry's name, uh, Biden's, you know, regime, you know, and they're voting, they're voting Democrat, even when it's clear they ought to be voting Republican. Some's got to give. Eventually, we need that. We need them to hit bottom and decide I just can't take this crap anymore. Or we need a powerful, charismatic leader, like a Ron DeSantis, maybe. Ron DeSantis did great. Competence, folks. Competence. Uh, and here's my guess about what he's going to do with Donald Trump. He's going to do nothing. He's just going to let Trump rage and set up the contradiction. And I think a lot of people are going to go, you know. Kinda, I kind of like this guy because he's just focusing on governing. That's just my guess. That's my strategy. Don't know. That's what I'm thinking. But he hasn't commented on it, doesn't plan to. Anyway, uh, we're a 50-50 country right now, and uh, I think people accept that. But we can do better. Look, we got to keep fighting. Yeah, we took a, we took a, we didn't get, we, we, we didn't, we didn't get the touchdown, but we made yards. I think that's a football thing. Don't know. Don't care to know. But that's uh, that's what it was. We made progress a little bit, and it was disappointing. Uh, better luck next time. Work hard. Kick ass. Take names. That's that's what we got to do. That's how we got to be. And I'm uh, very proud I went the entire time without making a bulwark sexual dysfunction joke. I'm pretty excited about that. 
this is kind of a serious episode of Unredacted. I want you to go get on my On Locals page uh, because then you get all the Kurt stuff and you get my morning report. Obviously, you're a VIP member here at Town Hall. Congratulations. You're America's greatest hero. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday are my columns. Big one, Monday the 15th. 22, 2300 words on what do we do about Trump, which is why I didn't repeat it all here. So you, you got that to look forward to. Get my new book, Inferno. It's amazing. If you want me to uh, uh, sign you a copy, send me a DM on Twitter or at my super secret VIP email. They're at the bottom of my Wednesday VIP columns. And I'll tell you how you can make that happen. I've uh, been to the mail store twice today sending them out. And Arena will appreciate it if we get, you know, a pile of books the hell out of my house. So you can make that happen. Christmas is coming up. No qu- better Kwanzaa gift than signed Kelly Turnbull books. Uh, this is uh, Unredacted, Town Hall VIP. I'm Kurt Schlichter. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>